Welcome to the Invite Only Podcast with your hosts, Cara Maria and Polly Calipuri. You are now invited. What's up, everybody? Happy New Year! Welcome to the Invite Only Podcast. We're your hosts, Cara Maria. Polly Calafuri. And I know you guys are probably waking up a little hungover, a little feeling full from your uh, your partying the night before, usually, a majority of you. you. Um, but this episode is all to get you right on track, because I know you might be rethinking those fitness goals that you set for yourself last night. Wow. But this whole podcast is going to be all about you. We're going to talk about what people's New Year's Eve goals usually are, what your resolutions usually are, how they fail, why they fail, <clears throat> how to stay motivated, and then how we're going to... How do you gonna... do that? How does one stay motivated? Well, we're going to learn that, and we're going to get into your personal resolution questions. So we'll hit that at the end, but without further ado, Polly... We're in here. Um, let's talk goals. The top New Year's resolutions that I hear about all the time, not sure about you, usually have to do with fitness, nutrition, losing weight, diet, a little bit of mental health, and making more money. Those are kind of like the top ones mm. that we hear about. You don't say. See, this is usually the time of year when the gyms are flooded. Mm. Right? Yeah, I see all the memes. I see all the, like, the jokes of like... You know, and, and, and I don't really like this. Mm-hmm. I don't really like the gym goers and the fitness people who shame those people. Like, I see the memes going around mm-hmm. being like, what my gym's going to look like on January 1st. Who cares? You should be inspiring those people to stay in the gym yeah. all 12 months. You should be their hype squad. <clears throat> you shouldn't be sitting there and be like, oh my god, uh, my gym's crowded and... Oh, I can't wait till everybody gives up their resolutions and forgets about it and goes back to their normal life so I can have the gym all to myself again. Like, what kind of representation are we as fitness people who try to be inclusive and want everybody to be healthy and want people to be strong? What kind of precedent is that setting for people to feel unwelcome or to, to like, hope that they fail? Who are you? Look at yourself. Yeah, it's, it's almost like we try as humans to not act morally superior uh, to other humans, right? And that's why when we see people act that way, we call them out for it. Um, Because no matter how hard you work, no matter how successful you are, like you should want to do good. Um, So I don't like the culture of, well, there's a lot of things I don't like with gym culture. I don't like, like, I don't like seeing the trends of people filming other people at the gym. Mm. I think that trend needs to go in 2024. Um, like I've seen it in the trend of like people filming people who might be new at the gym, might be out of shape, might be whatever. And it's like, what are you doing? It's like, don't do that. Don't film that person. Don't post it. And on top of that, the comments underneath it are usually shaming the person in the video, not the person taking the video. So just helpful hint if yeah, you do see that on the internet. That Check the person posting the video. Yeah, that and like the other thing I see, uh, you know, women post videos of like men either looking at them or doing whatever, like, dude, if you're hot, people are going to fucking look at you. Don't post it on the internet. Like, especially if, if your outfit is like halfway up your asshole, so, I'm only human. Wait, Polly. If you bend over in that, I'm looking. <laughs> Guys, I don't care. Wait, for the people that are listening to this, I just want to let you know, we're already in our gym clothes. We're already I'm, kicking off this podcast, clothes. right? Here's the thing. You're not looking. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm wearing this. You're not going to look at me in the gym. While I'm training, right? I'm looking here. You might see my tattoo and be like, that's cool. Now, if I walked in in a freaking Speedo banana hammock 
and oh. decided to do squats. I'm looking. And, and you know, any exercise and you got full bulge, full dick print up my ass, you're you're looking at what I'm doing. Like, you're, but you're you know. With that, and just so you guys do have a visual, I am wearing like a, a first form blue, really mm. comfy, I call this my, my titty bra, sports bra, because it gives Wonder me some Woman-y. when I don't. It is. And I always... In real life, I always wear all black usually, but in when I'm ever at the gym, I like to hype myself up with superhero colors, usually red, white, and blue, and I'm wearing my tight red first form bottoms and my first form... It's very Wonder top. Woman. It's very Wonder Woman. I don't know which... Uh, I, I could be like a dull green lantern. But anyway, guys, filming people at the gym, not cool. Get out. Not to digress. No. Let's go into the... I want to go back to what you just said, though, oh, okay. about... Uh, People being like, oh my god, this guy's looking at me while I'm... You post that on the internet, though! So you're saying if that guy was at home and saw your post and commented, that's cool. He can watch you from the angle of your camera and comment on it on your site that he follows, but he can't look at you in the background at the gym while you're doing it. (laughs) That's where I'm like... Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like, here's the thing. You're going to film a workout video where the camera angle is up your asshole, post it on your TikTok and post it on your Instagram, but the guy watching you do that is the creep? Come on. Yeah. You're catering to that audience. That's your target audience, right? But now let's talk about, um, for the majority of people, their fitness goals, they're kind of just starting to get into this whole fitness thing. They're like, where do I start? How do I stay motivated? What do I even do? And they're nervous to even go into the gym. So to our fellow gym goers, be welcoming, be supportive. Don't say this is my place you can't lift with us because you can. And we want everybody to be the best, healthiest, most confident version of themselves. This is my gym. Don't lift with us, but buy my online program to help (laughs) get fit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Don't, Don't be a hypocrite, guys. Help people. Exactly. So, I do want to put in a little sad note here. The fail rate. Okay, we're going to talk a little bit about the fail rate, and we are going to pump it up on how to not fail, on how to win, on how to do what you set out to do. The fail rate, usually, they call it the, um, I forget what they call it, the quitters, quitters Friday. It's usually like the second Friday of January when people are like, eh, I'm done. And then for the other majority that are a little more hardy to their goals, usually by the second or third month, you'll notice, especially those who make the fitness goals at the gym, by February, March, it drops off back to where it was before, mm. right? In terms of memberships? Yeah, uh, mm. in terms of people going. So you see the gym lighten up, and, and I get sad when that happens. People are like, oh, great, I got my space back. And I'm like, no, I want people to succeed. So this podcast... I want there to be a gym overload problem. Where there yes. needs to be multiple gyms opening up in the same oh. area because it's like, there's too yes. many people to fit in one gym. I love that. Like, yeah. oh no, I guess we need to build another gym because so many people are going. We need to yes. expand. We want that. Um, so let's get into motivation. Because people always message us and say, how do I have motivation? I don't have motivation. Polly, you have, and and I know Andy over at First Form just did a whole podcast about um being afraid to fail so you don't even try. You, and that's that's actually a lot me. Mm. I tend to not, to just sit there and take in all the information and, and think I'm being cautious. And before I start this, I need to know this, I need to do this, and I have this ready. It took me forever to get this podcast going because of that. 
You're one to say... Two years. Push me off the ledge. And with that, you've had your own share of... I wouldn't say failures, but you've you've tried something. It hasn't worked out. And you're like, all right, well, I'm going to pick myself up and keep going. And I want to talk more about your mentality with that. Whether you want to talk about the specifics of things that you've been through or just your general... <clears throat> how the heck do you keep going when all the odds are against you, when you fail? Because people look at you and they think you might have it easier. You have everything. How? Um... I mean, it's a lot to unpack. Um, you know, by no means am I where I want to be. Um, and I think a lot of things uh, play into it. I think that a lot of people get confused and they think that motivation is what keeps you going. It's discipline. It's discipline combined with a higher purpose, right? Like a purpose bigger than yourself. Um, <clears throat> and then the the failing aspect of things i feel like that's just uh that has always been instilled in me through athletics um because in your first year of playing sports you're not good like you're you're not good and if you want to become good you have to work every single day to become good and it's like how much pain are you willing to live with right so first year i played soccer first year i wrestled it was miserable for me. Like I was, I was terrible. Like I got the ball stolen from me all the time. I got knocked down. I couldn't steal the ball from anybody. Um, you know, when I would play goalie, I couldn't stop a shot. Um, wrestling, I lost every single match my first year uh, wrestling, and I got pinned a couple times. And and getting pinned is like the most embarrassing thing um, that could happen to you um, <clears throat> there, right? But Here's the thing, and I was very fortunate to have, um, you know, the parents that I had and also the coaches that I had growing up in, in a support system um, because the main thing that they just said was, like, you have to keep practicing. So, like, that whole year, even though I was losing, I practiced every single day for hours and hours and hours and hours in both sports, um, you know, to the point where... I was losing, but I was never um, unmotivated because it had nothing to do with motivation. They taught me that the discipline is to fall in love with the process. And through that, like, just think about it. How, how, much, how many of you would quit playing a sport where you were just repeatedly losing and getting manhandled? And it wasn't just that because, like, I went into fighting, like... A couple years later, right? So, like, and wrestling's a one-on-one -on -one sport. So, like, I'm getting manhandled for my first year. I'm five or six years old getting manhandled. And, like, motivation doesn't carry you through that. Like, discipline and a higher purpose, right? So, my higher purpose was I wanted to be the best. I wanted to be a state champion. Um, I wanted to be a professional soccer player, right? And that mindset of a higher purpose um, allowed me to carry through the days that were tough. There were days where I was like, I don't want to go to wrestling practice. I don't want to go to soccer practice. Why? Because I got beat up and I sucked. And it, it's not fun doing something when you suck at it. But the only way to get good at something is you have to stick to it over and over and over again. And guess what? In one year's time, so many things can change because that next year, I was the best wrestler. Like, I was winning everything at my weight class. I was coming in first place in tournaments. Guys who beat my ass the year before, I was beating their ass. 
soccer. I was taking the ball from one side, dribbling it to the end, scoring. I was the fastest. I like, you know, somebody would take the ball, go. I'd run back, steal it. And that's one year. And then I was like, oh my God, if I did that in one year, if I just kept working, how much more could I like become better than everybody else? And that's just the mindset that I've always had. So could you say that the higher purpose to relate to people that are watching this or listening to this is almost your your resolution, right? A very specific resolution is your higher purpose. The discipline, which people say, am I motivated? The <clears throat> discipline is the steps you have to take, your instruction manual to get to that purpose. It's, it's discipline. And I think where people maybe get lost is they look at a, a year as like this daunting time period. And it's like, it's 365 days broken into 18 hour days. And I like that you broke that down. So with that, I want to say, say somebody says, what's, what's your new year's resolution? Um, to lose weight, right? Okay. Now, if you just say something abstract like that, I want to lose weight. How are you going to accomplish that? So when people make resolutions, this is my tip for you guys. Be specific. I am going to take, I want to lose weight. And now I'm going to take what Polly says and I'm going to break it down to, instead of maybe even thinking of a whole year, mm -hmm. we're going to break it down to a smaller time frame. I want to lose this many pounds per two weeks or in one month. And I want you to break down your goal into manageable, seeable, like tangible things that you can get on a shorter term. So looking at things within, like I said, two weeks to a month, which adds up to two months, which adds up to three months. And then you're going to start seeing your goals manifest. And with that, not just I want to lose weight and I want to lose this much pounds in this amount of time. It's also what are my steps for this goal? So not just I want to lose weight. That's my New Year's resolution. Now we need to put an action underneath it. We need your time frame and we need your steps to get there. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that aspect of things. I mean, something that, um, you know, I always did it in sports. And, you know, I, I've been fortunate enough, like, to have Andy at First Form as a mentor, Ed Milet as a mentor, um, some really great people as mentors, like Sean T. Um, <clears throat> you know, I get to be in the circles with, like, some really awesome, awesome uh, people. And um, as an athlete, it's very simple to work backwards in that process, right? But coming into real life and setting fitness goals and setting um, business goals and setting life goals, like I was missing the correlation of how to make it happen, right? So like I was just pedal to the metal, pedal to the metal all the time because as an athlete, it's like, all right, um, I, I want to be a better wrestler. Okay, well, I'm going to do a thousand shots a day so that my takedowns get better. Um, I'm going to do a hundred push-ups and sit-ups a day so that I get stronger. Soccer player, I want to be a professional athlete. I'm going to kick the ball with my right foot a thousand times a day, with my left foot a thousand times a day. I want to be a challenge I'm, champion. Right. I'm going to take <clears throat> swimming lessons and practice math while I run on the beach with Polly. Like when it comes to life, people lose that. So it's like, and I think also, people need to do research on what is realistic, right? And One find your why. Yeah. So sometimes people just say something like, I just want to lose weight. There's more to it than that. I need you to take your resolution or your goal, and I need you to pick it apart in multiple ways. Not just your time frame, not just how you're going to get there, but why you want that. 
why do I want to lose weight? Is it to feel more confident? Is it to, because you think that will help you get a partner? Or is it because you think it'll help you be healthier? You're losing weight to be healthier for your family or so that you can run a marathon or whatever it is that you want to be able to do, find your why because that is your purpose behind <clears throat> the general resolution of what you want. I mean... And that's going to drive you. For sure. But like, once again, realistic, mm -hmm. right? People try and shortchange the work. Everything takes where you can't shortchange the work. The, the one thing that I love that Andy says repeatedly is like, you cannot, you cannot escape yeah. the work. An average amount of weight to lose in a healthy way is a pound a week. And with that. You're tightening right. up, toning, and building muscle at the same exactly. time. Exactly. So, like, you don't want to just be losing weight. You want to be losing fat. You want to be building lean muscle mass. Um, you want to be improving your flexibility and mobility. Um, so, just with that, if you say, all right, a pound a week, if you want to lose 50 pounds, well, you at least have, you know, <clears throat> 50 weeks to lose that, mm -hmm. right? A pound a week, 50 weeks. That's almost a year. Almost a year. Now, I'm not saying you can't fluctuate. Well, how long did it take you to that? gain the 50? So well, think but about it, but that. It, but, it but it also, well, it, it's easier to gain weight than it is to lose weight. But it still you takes could gain, time. You could gain 50 pounds in 30 days. Mm. If you just let yourself go, you don't train, you eat, and you do all that stuff. But to be disciplined and to work out twice a day for 45 minutes minimum each workout to stick to a diet where you're not in a calorie surplus but you're in a caloric deficit, right? If you want to lose 50 pounds and like actually look good, it is going to take a full year if you just do it that way. Now, granted, you can fluctuate up and down, but you should go into the mindset of being like, if I want to lose this weight, I have to commit a full year, not two weeks, not 90 days, you have to do eight-week training blocks for the entire year. Now, I have good news and bad news. I'm going to start with the bad news. The unfortunate thing with fitness, it's not just a New Year's resolution. It's a time to start, but unfortunately, fitness <clears throat> is for the rest of your life. And I say unfortunately because it's something like you you work. You go to work, you go to school, What you go to a doctor's appointment, whatever it is that you have to do, fitness is also a part of that. And you're only as good as the last day that you were at the gym. And to even see effects, you need to commit that this just isn't a resolution for I'm just going to lose weight and then just go back to normal. This is for the rest of your life. This is a health commitment for the rest of your life. And you need to at least to see a difference, what, three to four times a week for the average person just to maintain or to see a difference three to four times a week of workouts yeah but make it a make your why something that is bigger right so like i stayed in shape and i was in better shape than most people like as an athlete because i was like i need to be the best athlete that was my motivating my driving force right i wasn't thinking about that year i was thinking about five years down the road ten years down the road what is going to get me to be a professional athlete like right now i train for the challenge or for whatever else i want to do but my main thing down the road now that I'm 35 years old is I want to live a healthy and comfortable lifestyle for the rest of my life. So I'm factoring in flexibility and mobility. I don't want my joints 
um, to be hurting. I don't want my muscles to be hurting. Um, and I want to keep training hard because that makes me feel good. It makes my head feel good. There's health benefits in the long term, right? It's miserable if you're out of shape and you're overweight and you start getting down the line age-wise, it's not fun. And it's more expensive than a gym membership is now. Those yeah. health bills are more so, expensive so down the line. Choose your hard mm-hmm. and choose your why, right? Is it hard to get up every day and cold plunge and work out in the morning and eat healthy all day and then work out again in the evening um, and stretch and mobilize and do everything before bed? Yes. Yeah, that's very hard. It's very hard. you want to know what else is very hard? Being overweight and being out of breath just walking down the steps. Um, Not being able to chase your kids. Being uncomfortable like uh, when you're transporting somewhere like like not being flexible enough to like bend down and tie your shoe like those are uncomfortable things not you know feeling, and that translates to your mental health your confidence how you are with people um it extends to every part of your life i know a lot of a lot of parents and we can't speak for parents because we don't have kids some people use kids as an excuse some people use their kids as a reason so we are lucky enough to surround ourselves with fit, <clears throat> healthy, focused people who use their kids as the reason why they work out, the reason why they wake up extra early in the morning to get that workout in or to eat healthy or to choose the decisions that they choose for their life. They want to live for their children. They want to be there for their kids. Would you die for your kids or would you also live for them is what I've been told by very fit, healthy Badass moms out there. Um, and then there's other people that say, I have kids. I can't do this. I, I can't keep up with them. I don't have the time. Um, how am I supposed to eat healthy and focus on my diet? I got to put my kids first. And it's like, with that, I say, as someone who's not a parent, so it is what it is. But on the outside looking in, I tell these, these women, this is my usual advice is, you have to be the best, healthiest, strongest version of you so that you can be that for your family and for your children. You have to set the example for the kids. My mom eats eats salad all the time. I always see her eating salads and chickens and eating healthy. I want to eat that because they look up to you. So I feel like when we have kids one day, it's not going to be a, you know, a fast, like I got to get them fast food because it's quick. It's, it's, I'm making healthy meals for my kids, which you can make very quickly. There's lots of things out there that you can make very quickly and very conveniently. And you can feed your kids healthy. Like, I do that for you. you also have to lead by example. That's exactly Like, kids absorb everything like a sponge. So if they see mom and dad smoking, drinking, eating like shit, not working out, they're going to replicate that. Or they're going to hate your lifestyle so much that they will be the complete opposite of you. Right? But that's very few and far between. If you make the sacrifices yourself your kids are going to follow suit okay like my my cousin she's an amazing mother she's got three kids when i go over there to visit every single meal that she's making for them is a healthy snack she's not sitting there being like oh you're hungry here's gummies oh you're hungry here's chips oh you're hungry here's a yogurt oh you're hungry 
here's some vegetables, some carrots, some celery, some this. Like You train them from it's, a young it age. It is a trained thing from a young age. She is training and conditioning them to live a healthy lifestyle, right? My sister, my beautiful baby niece, okay? My sister has worked with her baby every single day to the point where I'm shocked that the baby can hold itself up, can walk, can do all these things, and it's not even close to being a year old. It's only like six months old. You know what I mean? And I already know that my sister is going to be prepared the right way in terms of what the baby's going to eat, what it's going to read, what it's going to consume, um, how active it's going to be, right? <clears throat> and I want to say too, on top of what you were just saying, kids look up to you as the role model. You have A lot of kids look at their parents as they have all the answers. Didn't we think that when we were young? <clears throat> Our parents know everything. They have all the answers. Their way is the right way. Like We look up to them. With that, that also goes to mental health too, which I know is a lot of goals for people. I know we're kind of focused on fitness here because that's what we know, that's what we're good at. But fitness plays into mental health and people but, fail to realize that. That a lot of people's mental health deteriorating is because they're not, like there is science and physics behind movement and what it does to your brain. Oh, a million. And, and what you put in your body and what it does to your brain. A million percent. And there's so many ways that we can go and we could we could deep dive into that. But on the on the surface where you were saying... Kids look up to their parents in terms of, and you lead the way in terms of fitness, what you feed them, what you do, and all that. I also want to go back to the mental health aspect. I notice that when you're with a certain group of friends, say, and you pick yourself apart in the mirror, that's the running joke with women, right? We saw this on Mean Girls, where mm. it's like, oh, oh, my skin's so bad. Oh, I don't look good in these shorts. Oh, my my nail beds are bad. You know what I mean? So then other people join in. Your other friends are like, oh, yeah, I'm uh, this too. I hate my hair. Um, and I want to just punch that right in the face because that same thing is also comes into play with the way your kids look at you. So if you're looking in the mirror with your kids around and you're saying, oh, oh, I'm this, I'm that, I don't fit into this, and you pick yourself apart in front of your kids, they learn to do the same thing. So what we need to do is, and what parents need to realize is your kids look at you like you have never looked at yourself. They look at you like you are the superhero. You are the end all be all, especially when they're young. So you need to act that way and believe what they think about you because that's going to translate to everything else that you do. You know, and here's the hard truth. You fall off when things get hard. <clears throat> um, you lose that positive self-talk when things get hard. And I think that the biggest thing that everybody needs to realize is you need to keep that same energy <clears throat> in the bad times, right? Like, you know, you ask me why I never quit, why I never fail. Yeah. It's because when I'm up, I'm up. And I'm like, I'm the fucking man. And guess what? I say that same shit when I'm down and when I'm getting fucked up. I may be a little frustrated and I may be like, man, this fucking sucks. But I don't wake up in the morning and look at myself and be like, you're ugly. I don't wake up and look at myself and be like, you suck. I'll sit there and be like, you're the fucking man. You know how to figure this out. You know how to look good. And that's it. Like, guys, I've, like, I've went through all of the things. I've weighed 150 pounds. I've weighed 175 pounds. I've weighed 220 pounds. Right? I like where my body is at different places and what it can do. Um, I've also worked nine to five. I've ran businesses where I made no money. I've ran businesses where I made a lot of money. I make a lot of money right now. 
it doesn't come with the it doesn't come without the ups and downs. And the thing is, most people quit not when they're up. Mm-hmm. Most people don't quit when they're here and they're like, "Yeah, this is fun. This is fun." Right? Because, like, sometimes you train yourself to be conditioned, like, oh, yeah, the grind, the grind, the grind, the grind, delayed gratification, delayed gratification. Holy shit, I made it. I got it. That's not when people quit. People quit when you make it, and then you get that fucking punch in the face, and it knocks you down. Right? Most athletes don't recover from, like, these severe injuries because their body's been going great. Their body's been going great. Boom. Can I talk about that? And it's like... The Batman moment? Because I think we've spoken about this before. Every There's no good story where the hero has it easy the whole time. Like, he just goes, bang, bad guy's gone, I win again, straight through, and has no hardships. You need to think of yourself as a hero in a movie. And your obstacles, the obstacles and the real-life challenges that come your way, and the way that you, that you think to overcome them creates your story. Think of the viewers watching you trying to accomplish your goal. And what do you do when you're watching a movie and the hero is in the worst possible spot? You sit there and you're like, how's he going to get out of it? He's got to do it. He can do it. And you believe that the hero is going to overdo it. So in your own story, and I even translate this to me on the challenge, when I'm in the worst position and I'm scared to do whatever comes my way or I'm worried I'm not going to make it, I'm like, no, the people at home watching me, they believe in me. They know I can do this. So you know what? I got to pull myself out of this, figure out a way to win. And think of yourself as the hero in your story, that Batman moment when he is, I think it was Batman Returns, when Bane knocks him down that hole and he keeps trying to climb out. What kind of story would that be? What would we think of Batman if the first time he made it right out of that hole? Yeah, but I don't, while that's great and I'm glad that that motivates you, I don't like the idea of, I do it for other people. You don't. I do it for myself, okay? Like, I appreciate the support, but as an athlete, I did it for myself to be, the, to be the best. Everybody watching and supporting, that was a reflection of my hard work. I never, I never like to lean on people as like, this is the reason why I'm not going to quit. No, I'm not quitting because right. how the fuck am I going to look in the mirror and be like, holy shit, I quit, right? Like, yeah, the other people, that's collateral damage of like... You quit, but you got to look in the mirror first and be like, holy shit, I quit. I quit. I quit on myself. I lost. Me, myself. I quit on myself. And damn, all these other people, yeah, they, they they were also looking at me for inspiration. And like, I failed myself and I failed them. But guess who you fail first? Yourself. Right? So, like, if you're training and you're working out and you've got kids and they're inspiring you, you failing, yeah, you failed yourself first. Then you failed them. Mm. Right? If you're watching me on the challenge or if you're watching me compete, I really don't give a fuck about how you interpret me winning or losing. I'm hard enough on myself. I hate losing myself. That is what motivates me. Whether you love me or don't love me or whether I let you down or like or or I didn't let you down, just know I let myself down first. first. That's the motivating thing. Like if you if you look to other people for your motivation, what happens when they're not there? But you know Cause, what? Cuz when you lose, you're alone. But you know you're what? You're alone. I love the fact that we each are motivated differently. 
because there's a lot of people out there they don't have that that mentality they weren't <clears throat> born and raised the way you were they think of things everybody's different and that's the beauty of it and the fact that you are motivated <clears throat> and you are so strong in that way and then there's me who when it comes to facing hardships I kind of do get down on myself and I can easily quit on myself which is awful and so I find my motivation though in in knowing that other people do believe in me so why don't I believe in myself the way that they do and a lot of times I think that it's important for people who don't have that strength that you have well let me ask you this look, in the beginning did you have all those people looking at you I, believing in you in the very beginning when Cara Maria was in a, a reverse tug of war against Mandy the thing that motivated me in that moment fair thought was I remember people in the house were making fun of me and saying and they didn't believe in me so this is a very valid point did the fans um, believe in you no, oh. nobody believed that I could okay. do it. Okay, so when you have nothing, You're right. what do you rely on in order to pull yourself out and get... See, belief right. comes from within first. Yeah. Then everybody buys in. Yeah. Nobody's going to believe in you until you give them a reason to believe in you. So all this belief of other people, it's all bullshit because when you had nothing, yeah. they weren't there. I had everybody rooting against me. And I had okay. to sit there and dig deep so and like, say, and here's the thing, like, wrong. all right, so like, all right, yeah, I'm talking. You're talking to somebody who has a support system. Yeah, everybody believes in you. Yay, you can do it, Teddy. What about the fucking person that has nothing that lives in a piece of shit area in a piece of shit apartment that has no support system? You're right. Who do they have? I'm talking to you, motherfucker, and I'm talking to every one of you guys out there. Nobody that has accomplished anything great had anybody believe in them first. Period. You're Cara Maria because nobody believed in you first. You had nobody. You were a loser. Everybody made fun of you. Yeah. And then you said, I'm going to beat this bitch in a reverse tug of war. I'm going to beat this bitch in a pole wrestle. I'm going to do this elimination with a broken hand. I'm going to win this final. I'm going to win that final. And then people were like, Cara's great. I've got it. And then you got a support system. Damn right, actually. Good point. Thank you. Throw me back to the beginning there. Well, I mean, like that's what people fail to realize, especially, all right, getting success. Once again, this is where it is. Like, you know, so what happens when you fall from grace? Yeah. How do you come back? The other people are going to bring you back? No, you're going to bring yourself back. I love that. You know what I mean? That's my baby. Get it. So with that, now that Polly has re-motivated me in multiple ways... Um, I want to get into just a little bit more of, uh, just fitness. I want to touch really quick on the things that we do in our life that might be able to, that people might be able to take and pick from that might help them in their life or their general fitness journey. So is there any special tips that you stand by, that you live by every day that makes a difference that people can do at home that might be a little bit easier for them to just pull in? If there's one thing that people who win do every day and this is and this you know the level of it is different for every individual but people who win and win consistently put themselves in uncomfortable situations on purpose in order to level up do you think going into freezing cold water every day is Mm. fun there is never a moment in time where my brain says this is gonna be fun you cold plunge, let them know. I yeah, know. I cold plunge. I cold plunge every morning. What does that right? consist of? It's, it consists of going into cold water that's at least 40 degrees. For how long? For a minimum of three minutes. 
Okay. There you go. Um, and you know, why do you do it? Or I do it in the cold shower. I mean, there's a lot of health benefits that go into it, but the reason is, is because I like those benefits, but also I start my morning with a very uncomfortable thing so that no matter what happens the rest of the day, I've already had the most uncomfortable thing happen to me in the morning. Like when I first go into the cold water, it sucks. I don't like it. But after about a minute, I'm like, this isn't so bad. After two minutes, I'm like, not bad at all. By the third minute, I'm like, I could actually stay in this water for as long as I want to. Um, because that's just how your body adapts to stress and that's how your mind adapts to stress. But most people would never know that because you guys don't put yourself in uncomfortable situations, right? So let's say just getting up and getting outside and walking for 45 minutes is uncomfortable for you. Do that. Let's say eating healthy foods because you're used to eating fast food and shit is uncomfortable for you. Do that. But do something uncomfortable every single day. And eventually, those uncomfortable things become comfortable. And they become second nature. And then you could do another uncomfortable thing. Any business that I've ever had, right? Once it became comfortable where I was like, things are running smooth. I like it. I didn't want to stay there. I was like, how do I make this better? Which then essentially puts me in an uncomfortable situation again. And, you know, that's it. You don't grow if you stay in your comfort zone. Well, yeah. I mean, like, you know, if, if you watch the challenge and you watch this, right? Like, if everybody thought Kara sucked and she just avoided eliminations at all cost, <laughs> people would think that she sucks. But probably very uncomfortable to be thrown into eliminations all the time. Gotta learn to love it. But now, you know, she's used to eliminations and she's like, meh. As soon as TJ blows the horn, I'm just like, she may she may hate it, but she's not uncomfortable in the elimination. She may hate going into the elimination, but she's not uncomfortable when she's down in the sand. Because every time you go in, there's a risk you could go home, but you don't let that go in your head. The point is, go in, show what you are, get back in the house and get that money. You're right. Exactly. Um, I'm going to take it, now you took it on a deeper level, of course, because you always go deep. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit more on the surface level of easy things that I do every day that can help you with your fitness journey. Starting with um, writing it down and your to-do list every day. Like if you have to work nine to five, you gotta program what time frame you're going to make for your workouts. And you don't have to spend money on a gym membership. As long as you're doing something that you enjoy and that you love, CrossFit, I love. It's not comfortable, it's difficult, okay? But I love the community and I love that it has me go in at a certain time and I have to make that class or I miss it. If I'm going to win whenever I want to go gym fitness, I might not get there, right? Because it's too open for the schedule. So find something that you enjoy, whether it's Pilates, bar, kickboxing, or whether it's home workouts that you can get for free on YouTube, which is a good way to start if you're brand new to fitness and you're like, where do I start? There is fitness programs for free all over Instagram, all over YouTube. You should have no problem finding something, especially beginner's fitness workouts that you can try and you can do from your home, even with no equipment. There is no excuse. So that's where to start. Program it in same time every single day or put it in your schedule if your schedule is always changing to make sure that you get it in at least, especially if you're beginning, three to four times a week. That's how you're going to see a change in your body. We go almost every single day. It's hard for us to take a, a rest day. As hard as it is for you to go to the gym, it's hard for us to not go to the gym, even though rest days are important. Um, 
So schedule that in and realize the hardest part, and we deal with this every day. You look at us and you're like, they're fit. How do they stay fit? It must be so easy. It's not. Getting my ass up and actually going to the gym, even if it is something I enjoy and I feel great about myself when I'm done, the hardest part is getting up and starting. So I have to put that in. This is the time I'm going. I have to do it. It is a non-negotiable part of my day. I don't want to. I want to stay warm and comfortable in my bed. I want to sleep an extra 20 minutes, but I get up and I make myself go. Or you could, you know, the YouTube, whatever. So that's the first part. Second part, dress the part, all right? If you look good, you feel good. No matter what weight you are, no matter what body type you are, if you look good, you're going to feel good. So I would say invest in, you know, the gym, the gym attire, even if you're doing it in your house. Make yourself feel good with what you're wearing. I like to dress like a superhero. Right now I'm wearing Wonder Woman American colors, okay? Real life, always black. I never wear all black at the gym. I'm there and I want to feel good, so I wear my bright colors to pump me up. Like there's enough baggy athleisure wear things to dress in. Just look the part. Deion Sanders, I love him. I I loved him as a player. I love him as a coach, right? If If you look good... You feel good. If you feel good, you play good. If you mm-hmm. play good, they pay good. It's a good okay, one. good cycle. It's a good cycle. Okay, if you look good, you're gonna feel good, and if you feel good, you're gonna fucking train. And okay? then you're gonna keep looking better. <clears throat> and then eventually, it's a cycle, right? It's it's not a it's not a judgment, okay? But I know exactly how organized their fucking life is based on how well put together they are so i already said putting it in your planner every single day finding something you like to do dress the part whether you're doing your workout at home or you're doing it at a gym dress in a way that you feel cool whatever it is doesn't have to be the skin tight things that the girls wear at the gym whatever makes you feel cool wear that workout um the other thing that i live by is getting enough protein daily because if i don't eat enough protein I notice it in my lack of muscle. I notice it in the fact that I'm hungrier for bad foods. The importance of protein, and I know that's a common joke, and I'm going to let Polly take over on this protein thing because he really knows the real whys of why it's important. But I do want to stress getting your protein in. It helps you make better choices in the fact that you're satiated. It helps refuel your muscles so you don't waste the workout. Your muscles grow, I notice. Polly, please take away the importance of protein. I just really want you to do this. Uh, guys, protein is one of the most important things, even like down to the cellular uh, level, right? So it's it's great for your hair, it's great for your skin, it's great for your nails. Uh, <clears throat> if you're not getting in the proper amount of protein, think about it like this. Your muscles, if they're not getting the right amount of protein in, your muscles are going to want to store more fat around them. Okay, but if you are getting the proper protein in, you are going to be actually building lean muscle and your body is going to be burning off the fat for mm-hmm. energy. Then, so when you get those little hungry, hunger snacky pains, drink 20 ounces of water. Drink water. And then also consider when you get those hungry snacky pains, if somebody handed you an apple, would you want to eat it? If not, drink water. You know what I mean? Because otherwise you're just craving something bad because you, cra- you want to eat something bad. You're bored or you're thirsty. Really. Look at the, mm. the inner part of that. What are the quick ways that people can get protein? Do you have any like, because for me, we eat a lot of Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt's a really good snack in the morning. I'm telling you every single morning, I'm just going to tell them what I do. My quick tip, 
greatest breakfast and I'm sorry for people that are dairy that have dairy issues but for me uh, it's a bowl of frozen blueberries with a little bit of um, Greek yogurt mixed with some I used first form collagen that has an extra 10 to 11 grams per scoop with the collagen which is really good for your super hard nails and hair and then I put in like some chocolate chips and, and uh, chia seeds for flavor and for omegas that's one way to do it plus I take a I, not to like first form this whole thing out. We are not sponsored by first form, but we stick by what we stick by and what works. And uh, I, I've, I'm a level one protein scooper. I mean, we use the best of the best, right? Like you don't put water in a gas tank of a car. And you sure as hell don't put water in the gas tank of a Ferrari. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple, guys. Like I, I like, you know, egg whites. Um, I like eggs. We eat a lot of eggs, Okay. Yeah. Um, I do like Greek yogurt in the morning, um, but you need to fill in your gaps, right? So I try to hit my protein macro through whole foods mm -hmm. every single day. Tuna. If I, yeah, tuna, chicken's a great source. Um, there, there's so many different things you can eat, right? Uh, your red meats, your, your ground turkey, all that stuff, right? If I look at my day and I'm not filling in the gaps, um... That's where I use my protein shakes. That's where I use my protein uh, powders, right? Post-workout is the only time where I use supplements 100% of the time over getting the whole food in because I need my stuff replenished right away. So I use Formula One. I use Ignition, right? One of them is a uh, high glycemic carbohydrate. Um, the other one is a uh, whey protein isolate, all right? And it is a uh, rapid assimilation protein. Okay, so that is making sure that my body gets what it needs right away and I'm not, my body isn't starting to eat at my muscles for replenishment, okay? Um, and then everything else is whole foods. I'll throw a level one if I need it. Um, most of the time, I've hit my protein macro by the time 5 or 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. goes around and I don't really need protein for the rest of uh, the, you know, the rest of the day. Final tip is if it's not in the house, you're not going to eat it right? So final tip is don't fill your cupboards with the cookies, with the ice creams, with the, the cheeses, whatever you guys fill that you think you want to give your kids shitty snacks. If you shouldn't be eating it, neither should your kids. All right. So my thing is we know we love, we love cookies. We love sweets. We love ice creams. We love all that kind of stuff. So I don't keep it in the house. Because if we really, really, really have that craving and really, really want it, we have to go out of our way to go get it. So that's my final tip on health and fitness, on stuff that, that we kind of live by. And now I'm going to open up a few quick rapid-fire questions from our okay. audience, and we'll be done. All right, let's do it. These are really quick, easy answers. Rapid-fire. Do you want to make a jingle to it? No. Oh. Ready for the rapid-fire. I liked it. All right. My New Year's resolution is to lose 30 pounds and keep it off. I work from home, which allows me to snack whenever I want. I think I just answered that. Self-control can be a problem for me. What do you suggest to stop snacking during the day? We just said it. Don't have the snacks at home. Yeah. Um, quick, easy snacks. What I'd say is we've done, we chop up apples, scoop up peanut butter, have healthy, healthy, quick snacks available, have hard-boiled eggs, have a protein shake. Um, which is very simple. You know, a, a good little snack that really satiates uh, the body, um, cut up cucumbers, mm. um, cut, cut up tomatoes, cut up avocados, cut up feta cheese, and have a nice little little bowl, right? You're going to feel full, you're going to feel satiated, and it's not a lot of calories. And the more that kind of stuff you eat, the more you're going to crave. And make sure you're hydrating. That too. 
So that is the answer to that. Next, how do you stay consistent eating healthy and exercising? How do you master determination? I feel like we have actually answered that in this podcast as well. We but you answered, wanna... We've answered that in detail. Stop being a bitch. Fucking get disciplined. <laughs> and re-listen to this podcast. Oh, here's the one. How to tune out shitty people. We haven't talked about that. Just cut them from your life, guys. It's really less complicated than you make it. Like, everybody has an excuse Mm -hmm. to be like, "Mm, but this person is... Like, just to fucking... Just cut them out. I don't listen to people who who don't have the same goals as me. I don't listen to people who live a life lesser than me. You know? And and that's not cocky or, you know, to be an asshole. I I take lessons... From everywhere, but like if you're just that per if, if if you're somebody that just sits there and you suck and you want me to suck, fuck you. I, I didn't listen to the bench warmers. If they were like, hey, you know, fucking, you know, you really train too much. You know, aren't you worried about getting injured? I'd be like, that's why I'm the starter and you're on the bench. Shut the fuck up. Don't let someone who's done nothing tell you how to do something. Yes. And usually. If they ain't paying your bills, pay them no mind. These are all the things I kind of live by for real. Now, it's not to say that you can't learn stuff from the bench players because, like, I learned things. Like, there were some bench players who had better technique than me, but they just they didn't have the work ethic and weren't as fast and weren't as strong and weren't as smart and all that shit. So I'd go to them and be like, hey, can you work with me on my passing technique or my shooting technique? And if they wanted to learn how to get faster and all that stuff, they came to me, but... If they didn't, I didn't go down to them. And if the purpose, look at the purpose behind what these people are saying. This is just a quick overview and we can do a whole deep dive on trolls. But the quick overview is look at the purpose of behind of what these people are saying. If they're saying something to genuinely help you because they want to see you succeed, look at that as constructive criticism. If they're saying something shitty for the purpose of dragging you down and saying something shitty, it says more about them than it does about you. And guys, I literally pulled this up to Kara like yesterday and I laughed about it because like when we dropped the podcast about the hall pass Aww. and I like was like, hey, straight couples, like look at yourself in the mirrors. Like, do you guys look good? You know, like a straight couple DM'd me being like, oh, you said this with your girlfriend right there. I wonder how she feels about this. And they fit the fucking mold of exactly what I was talking about. They were ugly and they were out of shape and they didn't fucking put themselves together. So like. Why would I get upset over that? You're coming into my DMs and you're clearly offended because what I said fits exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Mm. And and you relate to it because it applies to you. I'm just going to laugh. Next up, I want a six-pack. Simple. Have a shadow. I've made progress. Want close to the deal. If, the have, if you have the shadow... Um, it means that you're getting there, right? So, like, you need to look at, like, the little fine-tuned things, right? What makes what makes the separation of athletes between varsity and those people who become Division One and people who are Division One and those people who become professionals, it's the minuscule details that are being focused on. So, like, are you focusing on the minuscule details? Are you getting 10,000 steps a day? Um... Is your diet pin point? Is your hydration pin point? Um, are you strength and resistance training three to four times a week? Try a kickboxing class too. That shit, I've never been more shredded in my core than when I did <clears throat> kickboxing. Throw in like three classes of that, cut, guaranteed. Especially if you've already got the shadow. So then it's just a little bit more diet, a little bit more, uh, you got it. Two more. 
how to get past a plateau and eat healthy while still making dinner for the family. Well, let me jump in right here. Are you saying you don't want to make healthy food for your family? That's what I'm getting. How do I eat healthy but still make dinner for my family? Make healthy dinner for your family. I make healthy shit for you all the time. It's true. My mother made healthy shit for my family my whole life. Your whole family gets to enjoy eating healthy. And the it's more crazy. you eat it, the more you crave it. Right? Like, we've been having some good healthy meals. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't understand, like, uh, maybe there's a dynamic in households where, like, the spouse, whoever's cooking, um, might cater to the unhealthy people in the family. I think that's kind of like a comfort thing. Like, the mom will, like, be like, oh, I'm going to make, and then I'm going to make myself a small portion of something healthy, but then everybody else gets mac and cheese. Dude, have a talk with your whole household and be like, guys, I want us all to be healthy in 2024. I'm going to start making healthy meals. Or don't have a talk and just make freaking healthy meals. The quickest way to do that is instead of just giving them a plate of pasta, sneak the greens in because they're filling and it gives you the nutrition you need. So instead of just here's a plate of pasta and cheese, here's pasta, there's your carbs, but I'm throwing in maybe a little ground turkey. I'm throwing in maybe some uh, broccoli, some sauteed broccoli, uh, some chicken medallions, whatever it is, like you throw it in, it beefs up your food, mm -hmm. but it's, it's healthy. You can make a delicious salad, same stuff. Finally, last one before we send you on your New Year's way. How can I be more confident with women? And I think that starts with being more confident in yourself. Am I wrong? It starts with being more confident in yourself, dude. Like, just cut the shit. Women don't want to date losers, so, like, don't be a fucking loser. Get in shape, make money, um, and go hit on chicks in person. Stop with the fucking sliding into DMs or getting on a fucking dating app. Like, be a fucking man. Get yourself in shape, make money, go talk to chicks. Everything. And don't like, and don't fucking like, hold on. If your why is to just, because you want to sleep with more women, then like you're most likely going to like stay. Hire a hooker. A loser. <laughs> you, no, I'm just saying like, why do you want to be more comfortable with women? Are you looking for a girlfriend? Are you looking for a wife? Yeah. The why. Or are you like, you just want to be a fuck boy? Like, what is it? What is it going to be? Or a fuck girl. I don't know. You could be a lesbian and you want to be more comfortable with women. Um... <laughs> I'm just saying, most yeah, lesbians no, are true. already confident. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, what is your reason why? Do you just want to fuck people? Because then just, you know, in shape, make money, and hit on as many people as possible. It's a numbers game. Eventually, somebody's going to say yes. <laughs> if you hit on 100 people in a night, somebody, you know, if you hit on 1,000 people in a week, you know, like, I don't know. Like, that's I... just how I look at it. But it's like, dude, what, like... Make that your last motivation. Don't prioritize sex first. And that's a lesson that I had to learn later in life because I always prioritize sex first and I was a fucking wild man. But prioritize your fitness first. Prioritize your uh, financial situation first. And then worry about your confidence when it comes to talking to women. He said, prioritize you first. Because if you're happy, if you're confident in yourself then approaching women is, is nothing because you already know who you are and what you bring to the table. Just be confident with yourself and that yeah. will carry you on everywhere for yeah, right. New Year. So with that, take it away. Guys, if you like what we had to say, please follow, subscribe, share the show. Um, if you don't like what we had to say, do the same thing. Any press is good press. We love you guys and uh, have a great New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year and we hope that you stick with your goals forever. Get it. Forever. Thank you guys. Bye. Give it to me like